Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I can testify to the generosity of the church. Um, I asked for something that I could set my phone on. <laughs> Yo, I'm more than generous. Is it okay if I just give you something that the Lord gave me? Yeah. Now this is personal. This is not this is not just something that I share because it's a good message. It is a good message. But before I share it, I really I need to take you back in time in my life. Is that okay? Right. You ever have a moment with the Lord that just shakes you? Yes. I'm going to tell you about what I had about three, four weeks ago. Uh, my wife and I were actually in Georgia. We were doing a, a, a trip for our business, and she was doing a ladies' conference. We were doing our business stuff. It was just a busy week. And on Sunday morning, Heather, my wife, had a, uh, an early thing at the church, and I got to stay behind a little bit. And, you know, y'all, on Sunday mornings, it, it's not like I do anything super spiritual. You know, I brush my teeth just like everybody else. You know, I just do my thing, right? And as I was just getting dressed, I, you ever catch yourself daydreaming and just thinking about things? Well, you know, I happened to be thinking about some stuff that came to my heart. And I would, I would almost want to say it was like a vision that the Lord gave me. But I'm scared to say it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was thinking about something that I saw in my heart even before I got married to Heather. And I saw myself in front of a, a huge choir. Man, back in the day when we had choirs. Y'all remember that? I hope that things come back into, you know, they wear bell bottoms now, so surely we'll have a church choir before long. No fool would be on a church choir. And I just saw it in my heart, you know, that I was in front of a choir leading worship, you know. It would have been nice to see it, 
but I've just resolved that it's just not going to happen. Is that an honest moment? And y'all, there was a, the most incredible moment happened to me. I didn't hear the Lord audibly, right? He didn't speak to me like from out here. It was from in here that it just welled up. And this is what I heard in me. It was, it's not that it's not going to happen. You just haven't got there yet. And I'm looking for you this morning because it's not that it hadn't happened yet. You just haven't got there yet. Have you ever had something in your heart just well up so big that every time you open your mouth, it just starts coming out? Y'all, since that day, I have come to this scripture that I'm about to read to you. It is in John 11. And now if you know your Bible, you know where we are in John 11. Lazarus is sick. Oh my God. Y'all know what we're going to do this morning? No, you don't. You think you do, but you don't. Lazarus is sick. They send word to Jesus. Now, you need to understand something about this relationship between Lazarus and Jesus. This is not just somebody that's an acquaintance. These are people that deeply love each other. They have relationship. Okay. Let's pick up reading this story in verse 17 of, of John 11, can we? Now, when Jesus came, he found Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Look at me. They wrote it like he discovered it. Like he showed up and he's like, oh, he, oh this is where he is. Do y'all think he didn't know where he was? No, no, no. I'm preaching right now. Do y'all think he didn't know? Where he was, and sometimes we think that whenever he shows up, he's trying to hunt for us. The good news is he knows exactly where you are. He's not, listen, he don't have to get a GPS signal for you. He can find you because he knows right where you are. This was not a shock to Jesus. Let's keep reading. That's just free. It's not even my notes. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Lean in right here. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary remained seated in the house, and Martha said to Jesus, look at me real quick before we read it. I don't care how you hear this. It's really not important to me. I, some people want to say, oh, she was just like, just saying it to Jesus in a way like, had you been here, he would like be mad at Jesus. If you hear it like that, that's fine. That's okay. I would say a grieving sister would have all kind of feelings and emotions and it would be completely fine for her to say that. Okay? I don't care how you hear it, but I want you to hear it this way this morning. What if what she was about to say, and I can back this up, was just all confession of faith. What if, what if everything she's about to say, and I'm going to give her this as just a, a moment of just being in, in a, a human place that somebody I cared about deeply has died. Have you ever acted like a human in a human moment? 
But let me tell you a story about me real quick. I don't have time for this, but yesterday at Dunkin' Donuts right here on, what is this, Fairview or whatever? Fairview. I have one drink that I drink at Dunkin' Donuts. It is a medium coffee with a little cream. Did you hear what I said? It is a medium coffee with a little cream. There was 18 people behind me, and all of them people got their very complex order before I did. Now listen, I'm patient, I'm a pastor, I love people, and I understand working at fast food is hard sometimes. But I simply raise my head and say, I can see my cup right there, and it just needs a little coffee in it, and I'll be out of your way. And that brother looked at me and said, you can wait. And I said, I'm not the one. You do not even know. <laughs> I walked behind the counter, got me a large coffee cup, I filled it up, put a splash of cream, and I'm on right out. That I hadn't seen yet, 
and I just started going through and dusting some old promises off that I know God had spoken over me and I started writing them things down. And because he is not short or slack concerning his promises. But even now, and here's the reality, she did not pretend she was absolutely broken up. But in her brokenness, what come out of her is faith. And see, there's a lot of times that we'll just stay on the blame had you been here. And now we turn into people that blame other folk all the time about everything. And we never move from that moment of humanity to a moment of faith. It's that, but had you been here, but even there. See how quick she slipped into it? And some of us can get the wrong coffee order. We just go. <sighs> but even now, and here's, here's the trick. There are moments in our life that can be so critical, that can be so heavy, that can be so disappointing, that we can do all of these things and hurt so much and it creates something in us that is so deep and the wound is so deep that we'll just stay there way too long. It's, and, and then we become identified by the hurt that we have walked through. We can all identify with Martha because Martha has been disappointed. Have you been disappointed? Uh, but if you're in this room this morning, no matter how hard you want to identify with Lazarus, you can't identify with Lazarus. Because that brother died. Anybody here died yet? Y'all haven't died yet? Now, Lazarus was dead. <laughs> Lazarus was dead dead. This brother, and I don't know what kind of sickness he had, but this is what I know. He was sick enough to die. And every time I've been around somebody sick enough to die, I know that they have suffered. Now, I don't want to get too much in this. And last night we were sitting around the old Mexican table. And if you go out and eat with Pastor Mark, you're going to eat some Mexican. You hear me? Lord Jesus. I'm going to have to cleanse for four days when I get home. Just drink water only. Listen. And he has... David said, what are you going to preach on? And he, he told me, I said, oh, God, because I'm going to preach just a touch on the same thing. Lazarus suffered with faith and died. Because while he was alive, him and his sisters sent for Jesus. That looks like faith to me. I'm calling out, will you come? Now, he suffered and he died. But he died in faith. Amen. Now, can you imagine this would be just for a moment? This, this whole thing has played out. Jesus, and if you go back and read earlier, and I know all y'all know this, but Jesus got word and he waited. <clears throat> he got word and waited. Now, listen, if I need help and I call you and you wait, I'm not going to call you more than once. <laughs> you already know how I feel 
about waiting. That brother looked at me and said, you can wait. I said, mmm. <laughs> Not today, Playboy. Not today. You go over there if ever to ask if that white boy didn't come out there and get that coffee. How sure it is. If you work there, go look at the tape. Y'all know this is a big pulpit. Y'all know it is. 
And listen, I'm, there's so much in this I want to dig out. But the truth is, the part that shook me was even now. And I want to ask you just quickly, how, how disappointed do you have to be to stop believing? And, and y'all, I'm not in a bad place. Pastor Mark has seen me in a bad place. He's navigated me through some bad spots. I'm not in a bad place. It's not that I'm lacking faith. And I figure, you know, things are well in my life. My family's well. It's okay if these things don't work out. It's okay if I never stand in front of a choir. And it would be fine. But the Lord just wrecked my whole life. He's like, uh-uh. And I was just reminded that there is not one word that comes back void. There's just not one. So just can I give you a word that's for you corporately? May I? I didn't ask Pastor Mark permission, and I figure if this is wrong, he'll... Well, you know what happened. <laughs> I have been in a lot of churches, family. I have, right? And I really don't like church that much. But I love people that love Jesus. Amen. I'm a real fan of church because I just don't really like church people. <laughs> now, I don't see church people in the air, praise God, right? <laughs> clarify that. But what I have been around a lot, and I told Pastor Mark this the other night, I've been around a lot of lights and a lot of fog machines and a lot of a lot of uh, stimuli, if I can just put it like that. Right? I've been around a lot of that. And y'all, that feels good if my flesh is like drawn into that moment. And, and I've heard standing on stages, this is a word for you now. I'm talking to you, so I want you to listen. I've stand on stages and I've sang and then I've been down there and I've I've been saying too, and I thought, oh my God, this is just amazing. And I feel, I feel things. But when I stand in this room, every time I come here, I cry. Every single time that I'm in this room, this, it, it does not matter. When Michael and all of them up here lead worship, y'all, I cry every single time. And this is what hit my heart this morning for this church right here. Whenever David was asked to come and sing before Saul and play his harp, that was when uh, Saul had peace. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my question. Do you think that David was the only musician that he had? Mm -hmm. But there was something on David. There was something on David. And I bet there were singers that were probably better than David. I bet there was musicians that was probably better than David. I guarantee you there was probably things that just blew him out of the water. But whenever he started to strum, there's a little bit something different about what he strum and what he sang because there was something on David. And family, when y'all worship, not when they up here on this platform worship, but when y'all worship, there's something that stirs in this place. And I just want to tell you right now, that whole even now moment, right, 
that can happen each and every time y'all get together. And what I love about it is it doesn't have to happen just in this room, but I love what happens in this room. But y'all, I am so convinced that the Lord is pouring out a something. There is something that is just, and when people get close to it, they're like, I don't know, I can't really identify, but bro, it is, it, it's different than what I've seen over here, over there. It's just something that pulls at me different. And every time I come in here, I cry. And here's what I want to tell you. That the Lord, when you cry, listen, he sees every single tear. He sees every one. And he knows exactly where Lazarus is. And he knows exactly where you are. And family, listen. <laughs> Y'all know what happened to Lazarus, don't you? Do you know? He stood in front of this tomb, rolled it away, and said, called his name, and called him to do something that he could not do. He, he told a dead man to live again. And y'all, don't argue with the Lord when he tells you to do something. Don't start telling him how you can't do it. If he tells you to live, baby, live. If, if he tells you to get up, then get on up. And what I love about Lazarus is he didn't wait on a second one. He just got on up. He, just, he hobbled himself out still in the grave clothes. And there's some of us, until we get it perfect, we don't want to be seen. And some of us, until we have it just beautifully put together, we don't want nobody to look at us. Lazarus was like, listen, I'm coming out because he said come out. You know where I've been, so don't judge me for what I look like. And here's what I know. When y'all see, tombs are going to be moved back. Whenever y'all worship, they're going to become hobbling in. And here's the trick. You know where they've been. So don't judge them for what they look like. Just help them detangle. But Pastor, what if it don't happen automatically? Ah, who cares? You still a mess. You've been in church for 28 years. Right? I'm going to quit playing now because i got to stop preaching. I could preach here probably an hour. Come on. Go ahead. Would you just do me a favor and bow your heads just for a moment? Amen. Father, I thank you for your word that is powerful. Yes. And church, would, would your heads bow just for a moment? I, I just want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to share a testimony of how the Lord spoke to me. And my prayer is, is that in this moment, that the Lord would have also spoken to you. And just so you know, I prayed and asked the Lord, is this something I can share? Is this, is this, can I share this thing? And I just got the biggest yes in my heart, right? So if you're in this room this morning, I just believe this is for you. And I just want to pray this prayer. Lord, even now over whatever it is in their life that they may feel disappointed over, 
things may not have worked out. And Lord, they may have already had the funeral service and they have already moved on with their lives. And here you come. And I pray, God, that they would get it even now in their heart. And would you just with me take a quick minute, just right now, just reflect. And what is it that you need to circle and write even now over? What is it in your life that, that you think that you've already bypassed, you've already just, you, you have left it in the graveyard and now you're moving on? What is it now that you feel like you need to go back and circle? There may be three or four or five things. I challenge you to write them down. I would challenge you to write them down and just start putting so much faith on it. Lord, I thank you. <laughs> God, I thank you that your word is true. I thank you, Lord, that your word is powerful. And God, I thank you that whenever you speak, dead men live. Lord, I thank you that whenever you, whenever you come into the room, Lord, whenever you move in our situation, Lord, you are not ill-equipped. You are completely equipped to deal with everything that we have, every issue that we have. Lord, you know exactly where we are. And this morning, he knows where you are. And he's speaking over you. I just challenge you this morning to get Martha in your heart. And that confession of faith, the Lord, I may be disappointed, but even now, even now, somebody say it with me, say even now, even now, look at me real quickly, real quickly, and this is your confession, your kingdom come, your will be done, Lord, even now, I may be disappointed, but it has not robbed my faith in you, right? That's, that is the confession. And when you start making crazy confessions like that, you start telling yourself something about you. That you're not going to allow disappointment to rob you of your joy. You're not going to allow this life to take things away from you and you feel empty. Because whenever he fills you up, you are full to the top. Overflowing. You are full. Overflowing. You are full. Overflowing. So may God bless you. May God keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and bring you peace. God bless you, church. Thank you.